In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Please be seated. Have you all ever heard of the term lectionary? <laughs> lectionary comes from the word lexio, which means to read in Latin. And what it means is that the ancient Christian traditions, such as ours, we have assigned readings that take us through the whole of the Bible on Sunday mornings. We're told what we have to preach on. Whereas the Baptists and non-denominational folks, they get to skip over texts like this one. <laughs> and I'm jealous. <laughs> Today we are given one of the hardest pieces of scripture there is. And it's times like these that people have a choice about the Bible. You can either go deeper or you go home. A lot of people just want to jump over this stuff. They kind of pretend it's not there. Or even worse, they say, you know what, the Bible's irrelevant. I just don't want to read it anymore. That's the worst. But I think that it's texts like this that make us so riled up and upset and feeling bad that we end up going deeper. And, and that's a good thing. Because this is so hard. I mean, as someone who's divorced, I feel like a hypocrite standing up here and even talking about it. But it's not just about being divorced. Jesus says that if you get angry with someone, you're liable to hellfire. If you look at another person with desire, you're basically committing adultery. And then he says this bizarre stuff. I think we're getting alarms going off. I don't blame them. <laughs> he says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. I'm supposed to pluck out my eye? I'm supposed to cut off my foot? And I'm feeling bad enough about myself anyway. What am I supposed to do with all this? Well, let's begin by traveling across the planet there is a Tibetan Buddhist uh, metaphor, and they want us to put it into our modern-day lives, and I think it helps to understand this text. So bear with me. Picture that you've just gone to the grocery store, and you come out of the grocery store and you have just enough bags to hold yourself. You know that dilemma when you have just enough bags, but maybe it's too much. But you don't want to have to bring your cart all the way back again, right? So you get all the bags and you try to hold them all and walk to your car, even though you know, eh, it's a little risky. But you're getting there. You're getting there with all these groceries, including, you know, a dozen eggs and maybe a glass jar of green tea and some other stuff and you're on your way and all of a sudden you get whacked someone runs into you and in the violence of that jolt you drop the groceries and the eggs crack and the green tea breaks in the glass all over the bags and it's all a big fat mess and you get mad 
You know that rage that just comes up like a flame? And you want to turn to this person who's just bumped into you and say, are you blind? What's your problem? Look at my groceries. And you're a, you turn to the person and you're about to yell at them and you look down and it turns out that the person is blind. And not only are they blind, but they're still on the ground having trouble getting up. And in an instant, that rage that you had is transformed. And you don't really care about the groceries anymore because you're worried about this person and are they okay? And you're filled with compassion. Now when first blush, we read texts like this, we react. Just like we react to people when we feel like they wrong us. But what, what happens when we react to things is that our vision narrows. And we react to what we think we see and hear, when in reality, there's something much more going on. And the first step that we need to take is to broaden our lens. We need to see more. This text is not designed to make you angry or hopeless or shameful. It is the very opposite. It is designed to challenge you. At the very end of the text, Jesus says, and this is past the reading that we had in the bulletin, be perfect, just like my Father in heaven is perfect. Be perfect? Are you kidding me? But that's what Jesus asks of us. Perfection. Perfection. And although it makes me mad and frustrated and inadequate, I suppose in some strange way it's also a compliment. You know, in a, in a few weeks, I'm going to be able to interview Mari Harashi, who many of you know is the president of the Jesse Ball DuPont Fund. We're hosting a huge conference here. Episcopalians from all over the country are going to come here to Jacksonville to learn about this cathedral and what we're doing in the city of Jacksonville. But there are going to be some great keynote speaker, speakers, John Meacham, is going to be speaking. We're going to hear from Taba Mahoba, who's Desmond Tutu's successor. But one of the keynote addresses is Mari Hirashi. So I know that I'm going to be able to be asking her questions, so I've been looking into her life. Mari grew up in three countries, Japan, Germany, and Italy. When her mother, when she was very little, her mother was in a car accident and was greatly injured. So the family retells the story that by the time Mari was three, 
She knew how to help her mother get dressed. So this was a woman who grew up helping people. From a very early age, she was very smart and very good and got a lot of joy out of helping other people. She studied hard in school. Her parents said, if you don't get into Harvard, you can't go to college. So she got into Harvard on a full scholarship. She ended up working hard and going to work for the World Bank. But it was there she realized that she wasn't really helping people just by being impressive and working for an impressive institution. So she quit the World Bank. She said, I want to be a game changer. I want to help people be better than they thought they could be, be more than they ever thought they could imagine. So she and her husband came up with what became the first crowdfunding organization called Global Giving. They would dream with people about what could be done to end poverty on this planet. And they would get random people to donate money online, and then they would give it to poor people across the globe. And it had never been done before. It was huge. Now we think of it all over the place. But she was one of the people that thought of that idea. She said, my favorite thing in the world to do, Kate, is to go into a group of people and do what I call a visioning exercise. And I tell them, stop thinking about all the stuff you can't do and stop thinking about all the things you did wrong. Don't think about money. Don't think about obstacles. Instead, dream about what you want to do. Dream about the most incredible possibilities that you can imagine. Cast the vision way out there. Don't even worry about how you're going to get there. Just dream. And when you do that, then people see it way out there. And the growth that happens is amazing as they try to reach that vision. Jesus actually believed that you and I could be perfect. He actually thought that we could get to a place where we weren't angry anymore, where we lived in total love and contentment for one another. He believes that we're capable of that. And you know what? I've forgotten. I want him to tell me it's okay to be okay, mediocre, doing pretty good. You haven't messed up too badly this week. Good job. But he's not going to do that. He's going to say that we have the potential to be perfect. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never known anyone who is perfect other than Jesus. But that doesn't mean that the vision isn't out there. And that in trying to be perfect, we could become better than we've ever been before. Not chastising ourselves for the things we've done wrong, but hoping 
pressing forward. Our greatest limitations are the ones we put upon ourselves. Jesus doesn't put any of those on you. He thinks you can do anything. So when you get knocked down by these texts and all your eggs crack and the green teas everywhere, don't just get mad. Go deeper. Go further. And understand that God is going to challenge you to be more than you ever imagined. And it may make you really mad sometimes. But it's good. Because love is not always easy. And when someone believes in you, there's nothing you cannot do.